to the Soul Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today on the podcast, I have Melody Pormorati. She is a rock star human being. Um, she started a company called Girl Life Empowerment, and I'm just so happy to have her on the show. I am so happy to be here with you, Rachel. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to spend this time with you. It really lights me up to know that you help provide confidence tools and mind body tools to young girls. So I'd love if you could just share a little bit about why you do that work and give the folks listening some more information on the work you do. Sure. Absolutely. You know, there are so many reasons that I do what I do. Like there, I, I, I could go into so many stories, but I will start with this. Uh, when I was growing up, I had so much anxiety. I had so much anxiety that I was constantly at the doctor. My, my mom was taking me from one specialist to another, trying to figure out why I had these recurring stomach pains. And, you know, of course, at the time we hadn't figured it out, but uh, what was actually happening was that there was an unrest in my mind. It was the anxiety that was causing my stomach aches. And that's, you know, that's something we know all about now, the mind-body connection and how strong that is. But I was constantly like wondering if I was good enough. I was, I was wondering what people thought of me. I was, you know, thinking, overthinking every interaction I had with a friend or a teacher. Like it was just that constant cycle of uh, putting myself down in one way or another, which was manifesting in my body in the form of stomach aches. So I didn't want another kid to have to go through that without the tools. You know, we all have the tools. I had the tools back then. I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And so the knowledge is everything. So, so that is one like big reason why I do what I do, why I want to introduce girls to the tools and all of their superpowers that already exist within them. Uh, but also it's my daughters at the time when I started girl life, they were seven years old, they're twins. And I was watching each of them, you know, go through their own stuff, but also at that young, tender age, they were like, so in the moment and so enjoying life and so lit up by what was right in front of them, not thinking about what happened yesterday, not thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. And I was watching them. And then I was thinking of myself at that age. And then I was thinking of, of some of my clients who are consistently unlearning all of the fears that they picked up in their girlhood only to relearn a new way of operating in the world that feels better for them from the inside out. Mm -hmm. All of these things coming together were really my inspiration for saying, Hey, like we need to fill in the blanks. We are so mindful and in the moment at seven and eight, we need to bottle that stuff up so that women can still have that beauty and that foundation and that in the moment joy that our young girls were experiencing. And that really is what girl life is. It's us bottling up all of that brilliance and magic that our young girls have all that curiosity, 
all that inner knowing and listening to their intuition and making sure that we build on that very solid foundation and let the girls be who they are. They will go through their challenges. It's just, you know, it's a rite of passage. Things will not always be easy, but, but our goal is to give them so many tools that when they go through all of those challenges, they're moving through them with ease, with grace and with growth really more than anything. Yeah. I love that. I think that there are so many tools that girls can use. And I think it's really hard to grow up as a girl too, because all of these experiences that we have being liked by our peers doing well in school, like there's so much pressure and there's so many things that can happen, especially with bullying and the culture that we live in. I really love that you teach girls how to kind of own their power and be themselves and, and know it's okay to be themselves. And I agree that little kids, they don't question themselves, but we learn that we learn that over time and through conditioning. So I think returning back to that state where we know we're powerful and we're confident in our abilities is so huge. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I agree. It's all about that inner power. We all have it, but until we actually have the knowledge that we have it, we can't do much with it. It's like a superpower. It's like a superhero who has their superpowers, but doesn't even know it. And then the second they discover them, they learn about all these interesting things that they can do with those superpowers. And that's what it is for our girls too. They're already there, but we're giving them access to those superpowers and explaining to them in what situations you can use each of these superpowers. Yeah, definitely. So I'd love to talk a little bit about what happens in a workshop. I know you do a few different types of workshops, or maybe you just teach coaches how to lead these workshops. So what do you teach the coaches? What do workshops look like? What are some of the tools that you provide for the girls so that they can embody the person they're supposed to be and and live their truest, most authentic life? Yeah, you make the question sound so beautiful. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great question. And I, I run workshops, but I also train all of our facilitators uh, to, to run those workshops. And they're all in different cities and in different countries. So we try to make the message very like pure and not watered down. Mm -hmm. Every workshop has its own message. So let's say, for example, we're talking about the self-love workshop. Mm -hmm. In that workshop, we are literally teaching girls the beauty of first finding love on the inside, right? Like we always Mm -hmm. have a lesson plan. We teach the girls how important it is to honor themselves, respect themselves, love themselves, So that as they bring in relationships in their lives, their healthy relationships and relationships that are elevating to both people participating in the relationship, things we never learned, right? Things we didn't learn. We had to figure those things out for ourselves. Uh, But yeah, so what we do in our workshops is each of our facilitators, they bring the girls in. We do something called circle time and we just do an icebreaker. We really like make them feel more comfortable. And of course, this is when we were running physical workshops. Right now we're running digital workshops, so it looks a little bit different, um, but, but the goal is still the same. So we, we make the girls feel comfortable. We do an icebreaker. We introduce ourselves and uh, we introduce the theme of that workshop. And like I said, we make it so simple and so fun 
The goal is to like bring in the joy at these workshops. We want the girls to hang out with us and not even feel like they're learning, but that they're having such an incredible time with other girls who are learning the messages. And what's really cool when a bunch of girls hang out with each other and like rock their self-love is that it becomes cool to rock your self-love, right? Yeah. Like, because they're all doing it. And you know, that, that, that feeling of like, you know, I'm not alone in this. There are other girls my age who are also learning this and also like feeling how important this is. That gives them the extra confidence to really take on those messages. Mm -hmm. And of course, my favorite part of every workshop is that we do a craft. Like we yes. will always... <laughs> bring it home with a craft. We like want the girls to use their hands to get creative, to personalize it and to have a visual prompt when they go home that is sitting there with them every day so that they can be like, okay, this is what I learned. This is how I'm going to practice it. And for the self-love workshop, just to give you an example, we create this mirror, like it's literally a mirror and around the mirror, we have the girls write all of these adjectives that describe them. And we make sure to tell the girls, guys, I want you to take this mirror and I want you to put it on your heart. And it's not about what we see on the outside, right? Like it's great to celebrate your beautiful eyes and your beautiful smile and all of that. But we also really want to celebrate like our hearts and we want to celebrate um, what lights us up and our passions. And so once we've done that exercise, we have them write on that mirror or like put cute little stickies and feathers and all of this with the messages that they want for themselves. And then they take that home and it's just this very fun and cool reminder for them. Like I learned all about self-love and oh, I better remember to look in the mirror today and do my self-love work and do my mirror work. So that's kind of just like in a nutshell what a workshop is. And then we bring it all home with a nutrition piece because I believe it's not just about nutrition of the mind, but also nutrition of the body. And we have the girls create their own juice recipes and we juice together. And it's like, oh, again, it's making kale cool, right? Because like every girl is encouraged to like try a piece of kale in her juice. They write their recipes and then we hang out and talk about all the stuff that we learned in that workshop and they're talking about their self-love and how they're going to rock it and and this friendship and how this is going to help so much in this area of it. like it's crazy the conversations these young girls are having uh just because of the two hours that we've spent together and it's just gotten them curious and in that zone of empowerment Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. I see you so lit up when you talk about it too. And so I know you're super passionate about it. I didn't know that you did the juicing too. That's super interesting. Cause you were, were you a, originally a health coach, right? You started your journey as a health coach. I started as a life coach and then I went on to study at nutrition school as well, because I was always doing the juicing portion. I was like, you know what, let me get that accreditation and let me, you know, like, you know, being a student of, of mind and body work like this and human potential, it's like, it's never enough. You always, it's like more, more, more. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I did that and I'm so glad that I went to nutrition school as well. And I'm constantly like taking courses and kind of learning more. It's, it's all about evolution in this field of work. And, you know, how cool is it when your job is so excited, you know, cause I know you, you do this too, this soul work, mm -hmm. uh, that it lights you up so much that you just want to bring in more of it. 
Yes. It's definitely a fire and you just want to keep fueling that fire because it's, it's amazing. And it's also a magical journey to follow the things that light you up. It takes a lot of bravery, number one, but when you are brave enough to follow those things that call you in, it's like everything just illuminates. There's so much magic around you and you see all these amazing opportunities and doors just open and you see signs and I won't get too woo woo for this episode, but I have to, I love everything you're saying, (laughs) like opportunity. Like, I love that because you're tuned in and all of a sudden these invisible doors start just like opening for you. It's, it's kind of crazy how that happens, but that's with intention. Absolutely. I think it reminds you about the magic of life. And I think when we're so caught up in routines and busyness, we don't get to see how magical life really is. But when we take the time to do this inner work and the self-development, especially the one that you're teaching girls to reflect on themselves and reflect on their inner world, you see how your inner world is definitely reflected in your outside world. And that's the coolest piece is when you realize like you are such a creator in your own experience. And I I truly love the word empower because it's like, we forget that we're powerful through all the things that happen to us, but reminding people you're actually very powerful. You, you can create anything you want in this life. It's, it's really bold work. It really is. And that word is a word that really, I, I I'm with you. Like that word is so I didn't even know the word growing up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we hear the word empowerment all the time now and it's such a buzzword, but it's Mm -hmm. so true. It's like that inner power is where everything that you will ever achieve in life that brings you joy comes from like Mm -hmm. that power, that like, Ooh, that light, that light. Yeah. I think when I first started coaching, I would be hooked on the word shine. Shine was such a fun word for me because that's truly what ends up happening when you empower people. They just tap into their light and then they become this shiny version of themselves. And you see it, you see the change, you see them light up and shine. And and I think that's the most beautiful thing you can give people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the way you say that. Thanks. Yeah, no, I enjoy talking about these things. So trust me, it comes pretty easily. So I wanted to talk about like the digital space for a minute, because I feel like it's an important topic for anybody who's interested in empowering girls or leading workshops or doing this work, right? How do you have successful workshops within the digital space? I think a lot of people are kind of challenged when it comes to this. So You know, I think the digital space brings us so much opportunity if we're just willing to look at it. And I know when the pandemic first started, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, first it's kind of that moment of, okay, what now? Like, what are we going to do? How are our facilitators going to impact? How are they going to serve the girls who need this now more than ever because Mm -hmm. of all of the uncertainty and instability that the pandemic has brought? And um, how are they going to profit? Because this is, you know, this is their business. These are their businesses, these girls empowerment businesses. And so I, of course, as I, I do with everything that I offer to our community, I started piloting these virtual workshops. And 
What was very interesting is that the virtual workshops in some cases fostered even more uh, of an ability for the girls to show up for each other than before. And, and what was happening, and the more I did, the more I realized a lot of girls were more comfortable sitting on a Zoom call in their own living room or in their own bedroom, like in their comfort zone, yeah. and then sharing from that place. So necessity is the mother of invention. And we've all heard this quote and that's really what happened here, which has allowed us to like impact in, in ways that I never thought, because previously when we were running physical workshops, we had access to the girls in our physical communities. Now, when our facilitators are running workshops, if they've got a family friend across the country who, whose daughter wants to join in, they can do that. So they're actually impacting on a much larger scale and we're making ourselves available to these girls who like, I look at my own daughters, everything right now is magnified mm. by, by COVID. Everything yep. is like all the, all the things they go through as teenagers, the, the hanging out with friends, it's limited now. So you've got certain groups hanging out together. Certain groups are not like, there is so much that, that they need support on and guidance on right now. And we're just so happy that we were able to find a way to, to be there for them. Yes. I think that's so key is the impact that you can have is greater. And I think everybody's stuff is magnified at this time. Adults, kids, everybody's kind of going through it. And it's for a good reason. I mean, if you're keeping things in the at the back burner and you're not bringing them to the surface, you can't really work through them. That's the best silver lining in, in this time is just like all the stuff that we kind of pushed away and kind of avoided or distracted ourselves from is at the surface. And if it's at the surface, you have to deal with it because that's what you said. That's the only way that great change can happen is if you bring things to the surface and you're willing to do the work to sort through everything. And that's great because we are always evolving. And that's truly the reason we're here is for growth. So I think if people are still frustrated about this time, that's the silver lining for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, I think that there's a opportunity for connection in, in all things. Yeah. And that's not to say that this time has been easy by any means. It's, it's most definitely challenging, but as you said, it brings things to the surface, right? Like all of this time that so many of us have spent on our own, something that so many of us don't do. Like so many people have, so many people numb their own feelings by just constantly being busy or hanging out with other people without giving themselves the time and space to just be. So yes, that being has brought a lot to the surface that needed to come to the surface. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about mindfulness because I feel like it's really key. And I think I saw your post today about mindfulness. So do you integrate mindfulness in the workshops that you teach? We do. We do. I mean, it's definitely one of those tools we invite the girls to lean into to really just like get in touch with all of their senses. Mm -hmm. We all have this like, I, I don't know about you. I still future trip all the time. I'm like, okay, mm. you know, I'm in bed trying to sleep and I'm like thinking about all the things I want to do tomorrow or the, the work that I have waiting for me, all of that. We future trip about, 
you know, this pandemic, like what is going to happen in a month? What's going to happen in a year, right? We, we're like creating these scenarios in our minds and our girls do the same thing. They do the same thing, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, something that's going on with a friend that they can't get off of their minds or an argument they had with a sibling, whatever it may be, we invite them to tune back into their senses, to remember that the power is within and to try to focus on where they are in that moment. Like, I think, I think that is the biggest gift we can give them. And it really goes back to the story I shared right at the beginning, talking about how I was observing my girls so in the moment at age six and seven, and then that changed. They're like doing 22 things at once. They're watching TV, doing homework and holding their telephones, you know, and texting their friends. So it is very important to integrate mindfulness for these girls from a young age where it's a practice, like it is a default. Instead of reaching for the phone being their default, the default is to be where they are uh, and to enjoy enjoy that activity that they're engaging in in that moment and not rob themselves of of that joy uh, that's so much of what mindfulness is for us and of course uh, in our meditation workshop we also explore a great deal into the world of mindfulness and and how um, you know to always keep that in their inner toolkit Yes, I love that. I think mindfulness is a great tool. And I think you can present it in a way that's very approachable too. Because whenever I talk about like yoga or mindfulness, I hear a lot of like, oh, that's not for me. I can't get my brain to shut down or I'm not flexible. And I don't think that's what yoga and mindfulness are really presenting to people. They're presenting a tool that you can use to tap in to the best gifts that you can find. Like the present moment is a gift. And I think it is our natural state to be very present. And then, and all of these distractions that have come up over time and all the busy things that we've acquired, they're not really conducive to our mental health or our physical health. I definitely think that the fact that we have so many things we're juggling at once and there's so much going on at once and there's so much information it's definitely causing anxiety for people. So I really like to present mindfulness too. I think when you're in the moment and you're able to focus on the here and now, it, it's the best. I, I love when I'm not thinking about a million things at once. It, it's yeah. very peaceful. So giving that peace to girls is so great. I also think that mindfulness, like, you know, I, I always try to propose a new way of thinking about mindfulness because we think about it as, oh my God, I need to sit for 20 minutes and meditate in silence, mm -hmm. whatever it may be like, and it doesn't have to be that fancy, <laughs> you yeah. know, mindfulness doesn't have to be that fancy. I always say like, for me, if I am um, like in my room or on a walk, listening to like a Chris Cornell song. Like mm -hmm. he is by no means like quiet music. It's very loud music, it, yeah. but, but, but it moves me. It inspires me and it gets me into the moment because mm -hmm. I'm listening to something, right? Like I'm using that sense to really zone in and tune into something. Like my husband is in a meditative state when he goes for a run mm -hmm. and that for him is meditative. So I feel like with mindfulness, we've made it like difficult. Right. And the truth is it doesn't have to be like, you could be mindful salsa dancing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because that is the use of your body and you're in that place in that time. And, and so like in the moment, 
right? Yes. So, so I think I think we need to redefine mindfulness too, because it doesn't have to be uh, that one definition that we typically see on social media. Yes, I agree with you. I totally agree that you don't have to be like a Buddhist monk, like sitting in silence to meditate or to find a mindful moment. And I personally take all my meditations for walks. I love movement and movement helps me be more present and nature helps me be more present. So I don't really sit on the floor and meditate. That's not my meditation style. And I think just letting people know that is really good because you can totally have a mindfulness practice that doesn't mean just sitting on your floor in silence. Yeah, they can join the party. And I love seeing your posts of like the ocean, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel I feel moved by your meditation when I get to experience that. So keep sharing that stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. So I am curious, uh, that actually just made me think of something I want to ask you. Is there like a specific experience that you want to share that really changed the way you think? I know there's probably several, but if you could think of the one moment where you decided that you're a powerful creator and it really helped you shift, what's that moment? Was it going through struggle? Was it a trip? Like everybody kind of has these different stories of personal transformation. So what was it for you? That's a great question. And while I can really point to so many moments, I think the moment where I realized that um, I was resilient that I was like resilient beyond measure was my husband and I tried for years to get pregnant. Like since the day that I was born, I feel like I, I had this yearning to be a mother. Like it was just one of those givens. I was like, I'm going to be a mother. Of course I'm going to be a mother. Uh, and, and it wasn't that easy. It was not a straight line. And of course that was the gift that I was given all of that struggle and all of that challenge that we went through for years uh, coming out, coming out of it from the other side, it wasn't about the fact that we were successful in getting pregnant. That wasn't it at all, because so many people come out of this journey, not ever getting pregnant. Um, but really learning about how resilient we are, how my goodness, like, I feel like I, I was, I was thrown, like life had thrown me down. It was a really, really tough time. But the fact that I was able to use my tools to bounce back up. I was able to greatly, you know, I created community in the midst of dealing with this whole infertility journey. I brought women together in my apartment in the city, or I started running like for, for this workshop, for this um, not-for-profit called Resolve. Like I, I learned the power of turning my pain into my purpose. Hmm. And I think that that's kind of where it began that when I was like, you know what, I've got something to share here. And I always say as women, one of our greatest gifts is when we discover something, like when we discover something about ourselves that is possible, we spread that love. We show other people that if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, and we reflect that back to each other. So I, I think that that would probably be one of the moments where I just really tapped into all that I was capable of, just how resilient I was, and the the ability that I had to build community and to to cheerlead other women on their journeys. So that would be a defining moment. I'm so grateful you decided to share. It's not always easy to share like about difficult stuff that happens to us. But like you said, there's some gold in it that needs to be heard for someone else. Your struggle is not permanent and there's so much that you can find within your struggle 
like the ability to form community, the ability to, you know, find your own power and, and purpose. And so I think just knowing struggle isn't that bad. Yes, it sucks. It's so bad when you're in it. It's the worst. Everybody, I, I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat the fact that struggling is a difficult experience, but there's just so much gold within your struggle. So I, I really love that you shared that. Thank you. I, I, I believe in that too. I feel like in my life, every time I've shared uh, something like that, it's, it's, it's a superpower. It is a superpower to show up and share in that way, because I can't tell you just from this one struggle that I, I dealt with alone that I shared about how many women came to me, how many women went on to, you know, start their own families because they had a space where they could share because we, we were sharing resources and doctors and tools and all of that. So it's like, if you're ever doubting sharing something painful, know that number one, it, it's helpful to you. It's healing to you to share something that you've experienced. That's been painful. Uh, but number two, your story is inspiring to somebody else. So this is what I always tell the women in our communities. I'm like, if you you don't step up for our girls and share your unique experiences in the world. You're robbing them of an amazing gift that you have to give. Yes. I love that. I'm in, inspired by that too. So I want to talk about self-awareness for a second and self-knowledge. I think there's a lot of gems when you teach self-knowledge to girls because it's, it's really important to know who we are. And you said, cultivate this feeling of self-love. So if you were to say like some of the top tips, if there's a mom who wants to share this with their girls, what are the tips to develop self-awareness? I'm, I'm sure there's a few you could think of, but three tips to develop self-awareness for girls or for women, just if they're on this journey of getting to know themselves better, what do you think? Great question. Uh, so, so something I always say, and this is the name of a book that I'm writing right now called, it's called Empowered Women, Empower Girls. Mm -hmm. And I always say that empowerment, self-awareness, all of those amazing, delicious things we want to give to our girls, we can't actually give empowerment. You can't. I know I run empowerment workshops, but we can't actually give empowerment. We need to model empowerment. Mm -hmm. So a tip for a mom would be like, if you're looking to create a daughter uh, who's having an experience in this world where she is aware of herself and knows and loves herself, she needs to see that within you first. Yeah. So, so that would definitely be the first tip, like model that which you're trying to, to bring forth in your daughter, because uh, when she can see it, she can believe it. She can mm -hmm. believe it for herself. So, uh, so, so be that empowered woman, be that self-aware woman, and then be amazed by how your daughter shows up for herself. Uh, and I would say the second thing is not second guessing our girls, you know, like mm -hmm. when our girls say something not talking over them and saying, no, it's not like this. It's like this. When our daughters say something that maybe activates us in some way to get inquisitive about it, to get curious about it and to ask a question about it, an open-ended question about it, instead of shutting it down, because, you know, 
her way will be different than your way, mom. Like it's just, it, it's the way that it's going to be like, and that's the beauty of being a human being. We are all different. Uh, but for moms to really honor that within their daughters to, that, you know, if she has a different opinion or a different experience, uh, that is completely okay. And to validate and acknowledge that. Um, and then, and the third tip I would give, which I think applies to all things that we need to teach girls more of is to be real. Mm. They need to be real. They need to not live for the likes. They need to, we, you know, social media and society and like even school, they will do everything they can to tell us who we are, how to dress, who to be, how to behave, like all of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and what we are trying to do here is to build out that emotional intelligence muscle and to really teach girls, you know, like all the world wants for you is to be the truest, most authentic expression of yourself. That is all we want from you. And it is the easiest thing in the world to be real. And, and yet with all of the different outside factors coming at us, that is challenged moment to moment for our girls. So if we can keep reiterating and honoring our girls for being who they are, for showing up as who they really, really are without trying to water that down with what the world wants for them, we have literally given them the best gift. I'm like almost in tears right now. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I think the realness piece is great. I think the culture we live in is destructive in telling people to behave and look a certain way and do it for likes. This like idea is crazy. And I know that the social media addiction is real. I talked to so many people who are adults and they're addicted to social media and they're not using social media with intention and they're seeking for likes and, and praise in, in social media land, but that's not reality. And let's please just be real and stop overthinking things and not give in to these vicious cycles of worrying about what other people think. So, so much gold there. And I also love that you said that the moms are modeling for their kids. That's so key so many girls look up to their moms and they see their mom's behavior and they kind of absorb the patterns, even if they're not conscious of it. So when you see your mom showing up and questioning herself, of course, you're going to see that and think that you're supposed to do that too. For the moms who are questioning themselves, right? We all, we all do that. I do that. This is the stuff I teach. And I have moments mm. where, you know, I, I notice something in myself and say it out loud and my girls are listening, but we're human. Mm. And the really cool thing is you always get to choose again. You get mm -hmm. to choose again. So yes. choose a new thought, choose a new behavior. Uh, and, and the best thing that happens when we like really lean into this way of thinking and we want to bring that empowerment to our daughters is that it's a win-win because we actually start to empower ourselves mm. because of our daughters. The empowerment that was never delivered to us. We have this beautiful opportunity to show up for ourselves so that our girls will show up for themselves. And, you know, that is my invitation to every mom. It's never too late. Like it's never too late. If you weren't taught that way, it doesn't mean that you can't transform yourself and, uh, and deliver those tools to your daughter. Yeah. I think the invitation for change is always there. Every moment, every experience is an invitation for change. You just have to actually say yes. So I love that. 
I'm so obsessed with this conversation. What comes up for me a lot is just how much bravery it takes to become an entrepreneur. And I know you share with women this opportunity to become an entrepreneur and to take this work on and teach it because it's such good work. And that was one of the reasons why I was like, I I can't wait for you to share because the work you're doing is incredible. So for somebody who's listening and they're questioning, maybe carving their own path and starting this work, what tips can you give them? Because it, it, it takes a lot of boldness and bravery to become an entrepreneur and not sell your soul. But I think a lot of people are craving it. So what do you have to say to those folks? Um, follow your bliss, follow your passion first and foremost, because this is what you're going to be doing day in and day out. So make yeah. sure that whatever that entrepreneurial endeavor is, it's, it's heart centered. We call it in our community heart work. We do heart work each and every day. Um, I would also say, seek the, seek the intrinsic rewards, you know, seek, seek the rewards that like literally light you up. Don't look on the outside for like, again, that living for the likes. It's not about the validation of others. Um, because if we live for, for the validation of others, then it's really all well and good when they're giving us compliments and giving us positive feedback. But if we receive negative feedback, then it's enough to destroy us. Mm. So, you know, to, to be so grounded and centered in what you're doing for your own reasons, uh, that you don't let the outside world determine what you're going to do next and how you're going to like, when I started girl life, the amount of people who said to me, Melody, this idea is not sustainable. Like people can't earn money doing this all. I heard it all. And it was so important for me to shout out those outside voices and say, you know what? I believe in this. I made money doing this. This is like my full-time career. And I believe that other women can make it their full-time career to run empowerment workshops. You know, I wanted people to stop going from doing work that they had to do to pay the bills and really start leaning into work that like fueled them, that brought value to the planet. I think that as women, that is the new narrative that I want us to create for ourselves is doing that soul work that moves us so hard that like, we can't wait to get up in the morning because we're just so lit up by what we have waiting for us. Yeah. (laughs) All of that. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you too. Yeah. I'm just so happy. I asked you to come on. I do have one quick question. I think for me, the thing that comes up the most is just providing a safe space too. I think that when you are a leader, you have to make sure that the people in your community feel safe. So I I feel like that means validating their voices and, and their experiences. So I guess... What do you think about creating safe spaces? That's that's what a safe space is, is like really honoring, respecting, acknowledging and validating everyone in your community and hearing them out. Again, the same thing we said about a mother and a daughter, it, the same thing goes here. The goal is to see people, you know, to really, really see people and allow them to express themselves in a way that's most genuine to them. And we need to create those safe spaces to make that a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. 
Thank you for living your truth and honoring yourself. I totally see so much gold in the work you do. So I'm really grateful. And if you want to drop any information right now, you can. I'm definitely going to put all of your info in the show notes. Where can everyone find you? What's going on with you? So first of all, thank you for having me. You are an inspiration and I love everything that you do. So, so thank you. Thank you for this. And thank you for using your platform for so much good in this world. We need it and keep shining your light. (laughs) Uh, And where can people find me? I am at uh, www.getgirlpower.com. On Instagram, you can find me at Girl Life Empowerment. That's one L. Uh, where else am I? I just started. I mean, I keep saying I just started a podcast, but in this pandemic, it's funny because everything feels like it was just, but it wasn't just, I started a podcast in the summer. It's called empowering her. And it's literally all about empowering ourselves and taking that empowerment to our next generation. So, um, those are a few places in cyberspace that you can connect with me. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're living in cyberspace most of the time. So I know, I know, but we will take take it and we will use it in the best way that we can until we can give each other a hug in person. Yes. All right. Thanks again. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey friend, thanks for checking out this episode of the solutions podcast. For more episodes, just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.